This is just Talk with Sam Podcast, y'all. Just Talk with Sam Podcast. Just put your name on it. If you don't talk about it, be about it. I You on iTunes, Joe. But it's obvious if the audience listen, we, we never write this out. What's up? What's up? It's your man Sam, host of Just Talk with Sam podcast. Just Talk with Sam podcast. Man, we got a great one for you guys. This episode of the podcast, my buddy Leah Capelli, better known as La Freak, is stopping by to talk about some projects she's working on. Her career, yes, I could, I could call her Leah. I could call her Leah. You can't yet. You're not that friendly yet, but either way, LaFreak stops by the podcast and we talk about her career. We talk about uh, some of the things she's working on and some upcoming projects as well as some of the origin stories that made LaFreak, well, LaFreak. Um, and also one uh, thing we want to talk about, um, actually how we met this, well, in a few days, April 10th, Backline will be hosting Set Break. Their first ever live stream fundraiser on the Relics channel exclusively on Twitch uh, featuring live performance from all over the world, public service announcements from music industry professionals and immersive wellness experiences. Following their initial announcement, the nonprofit organization, which connects the music industry professionals with mental health and wellness resources and has added musical performance from Old Dominion, Wyclef John, Bailey Bryant, and additionally, there will be a few special appearances from Rage Against the Machine frontman Tom Morello, as well as Lily Cornell Silver. Now, those who may know, though, there's mental health daughter, um, health advocate and daughter of Chris Cornell, one of my favorite singers, actually. And you guessed it, LaFreak will be in the building as well and you owe it to yourself to support this cause as well as catch a free did i say free a free la freak show when you can and exclusively on twitch set break is a free event but there will be many opportunities to donate and support the mental health of the music industry in addition to benefiting backline a portion of the proceeds will benefit 
Crew Nation, Live Nation's Global Relief Fund for live music crews. Yeah, they've been laid off too. And Sweet Relief's Mental Health Fund, which provides financial assistance to music industry workers seeking therapy and other forms of mental health care who may otherwise be struggling, making it, trying to make ends meet. Fans can even turn to their physical activity as charitable donation by signing up for the wellness app sweatcoin anytime before the event so please check it out um my buddy lafreak is performing and we're going to get into it but before we jump into this dope interview hey we gotta handle some business around here and one thing I would love for all the people under the sound of my voice right now would go to samshownation.com, your home for everything relating to the Just Talking with Sam podcast. Yes, samshownation.com. Right there on the homepage and current promotion space, there is a donate button. We've been going for 11 years strong and it's due to people like you, great people like you. So whatever you do, hit that donate button. And give whatever makes you feel like a good person. I promise we put every single solitary red cent right back to this podcast to make it a bigger, better, greater podcast. And we have done that for 11 years and we're not going to steer you wrong. One thing I would like you to do, maybe you're one of those people who want a little bang for your buck. You need a receipt. You can always go to samshownation.com, hit the store link, and get all your Just Talking With Sam swag right there. Whether that be t-shirts, whether that be hats, whether that be stickers, whatever you need to show the world you rock with this podcast is all right there. And also, outside of some calls, the proceeds go right back to this podcast and make it a great podcast. Speaking of the podcast, you, yes, you, can go to samshownation.com. You can hit that podcast link. And by hitting the podcast link, you can catch up on all of your favorite podcasts maybe you heard it maybe you missed it maybe you want to hear it again they're all right there on the website but maybe you listen to podcasts a little differently the just talk with sam podcast is wherever podcasts can be found we're on apple music we're on amazon music we're on stitcher spotify google play what Whatever you listen to your cast box, whatever you listen to your podcast on, we're right there. Just put in Just Talking With Sam and wherever podcasts can be found. Before we jump into this awesome, awesome interview with my pal, LaFreak, Leah, if you're close like we are, um, we got a few sponsors this week. And the first sponsor comes from the good folks at Reebok. The good folks at Reebok want you to go to samshownation.com and you click that Reebok link because right now Reebok has their mid-season sale which is 30% off site-wide, ah, 30% off site-wide and 40% off all sale items when you go through samshownation.com and click the Reebok link and put in the promo code mid-season. I'll spell that out. They spell it a little funky. It's M-I-D-S-Z-N. All one word, put it in. This goes into the 27th of April. You can get all of your mid-season sale. Get 30% off site-wide, 40% off the sale. Look, it springs out. The birds are chirping. There's no more snow. Knock on wood. I stay in Michigan. But if you're ready to get out there and you want to, you know, 
shave off a little bit of that COVID body? Or who are we kidding? You've been working hard during COVID. You want to show it off a little bit. You can go to samshownation.com. You click that Reebok link and put in mid-season at checkout. You can save 30% off site-wide and 40% off all sale items. The next sponsor is the good folks at MLBShop.com. Baseball is back and in full swing. See what I did there? But the good folks at MLBShop.com wants you to go to SamShowNation.com. You click that MLBShop.com link and you can save up to 70% off and, and, and free U.S. shipping on all orders over $24 by putting in the promo code 24FS at checkout. You may want to hurry up. It's a limited time offer and some exclusions may apply. Whatever team you rep, maybe you like those Orioles, Red Sox, White Sox. You like me. You like those Detroit Tigers. Maybe, just maybe, you're a Dodgers fan, Phillies fan, Pirates, Mets, Giants, Braves, whatever fan you are, all teams are represented and all teams can go for this offer. Please go to samshownation.com. Click the MLBshop.com link and you got to hurry up on this one. Can save up to 70% off. Some exclusions may apply. And free U.S. shipping on all orders over $24 by putting in the promo code 24F. S at checkout. Go to samshownation.com. Root for your team at MLB. Save yourself some money. And lastly, certainly not leastly, the big dog of them all, Amazon.com. Amazon.com, your home for everything. Amazon has everything from A to Z. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. If you're looking for it, Amazon got it. And one thing I know that you're all looking for, and I think my guests would truly appreciate it if you did this. If you went to samshownation.com, you click that Amazon banner on the home page and current promotions page and shop as you normally would. But I want you to put in that search bar, LaFreak, and check out some of the great music from my buddy LaFreak. Actually, something I have been really listening to a lot not just for preparation of this interview it's just oh it's growing on me and i like it this song called moonlight we're gonna play that after we're done with the amazon ad then we're gonna jump into this great interview with my buddy lafreak but for right now all things lafreak put it in the search bar go to samshownation.com click the amazon link they got everything from a to z Put in LaFreak. I know my guests would totally appreciate it. And you may be a new fan because I dig it. So that's enough of me for right now. What I'm going to do, um, I'm going to play Moonlight jumping in t- by LaFreak, jumping into this interview. And I will see you guys after the song. See you in a few.
I, I don't know how to even. Uh, thank you for doing the show. Um, how you want to do this? Do I? Can I call you Leah? Do we got to go professional names? Do we say Lafreak? Uh, how you do we do this? Whatever you want. All right, as let's go. Call. Okay, I'm going to alternate <laughs> as we go. I like Leah. We we look here. It is. This your first time on the show. I thank you for doing this, and I thank you for giving me a little bit of uh, your time for this interview. But we're gonna have some fun today. Awesome. All right, so let's do this. Before we jump into the questions and jump into your history and all the other good stuff, please give the super plug, big plug, anything. Leah, LaFreak, your your IG, your Twitter, your album, super plug. Go ahead. Okay, so you can find me everywhere at LaFreak, L and then Freak with a Q. So it's L-F-R-E-A-Q. Um, yep, you can find me anywhere under that, and I am coming out with my first single in a while in June. I just released a single called Make Me Move, so you can check that out everywhere, Spotify, Apple Music, all the good stuff. Alright, cool, and thank you for that. I have to ask this question. Let's jump into this podcast. Let's have some fun. Awesome. Leah, and I need you to be 100% with me. Yeah. First question, is Brooklyn in the house? Brooklyn in the house. It's Brooklyn <laughs> in the house. That's awesome. Let's go. Like, I have to do this. I want to thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time, especially in the middle of a pandemic. But um, you're performing at Set Break, uh, your, um, which is a live stream event on Twitch. And it gives awareness to mental health, and especially in the middle of COVID. Where people have been wilding, crazy. Yeah. I've known a few people that went crazy myself, um, just due to everything. But a first question: How have you been during the pandemic? And b What made you want to do this? What made you want to give your time and effort to to a cause like this? Yeah. Well, to answer question a, I um, you know the the first part of the pandemic was kind of tough. I think for most people like it was for most people. And I was just trying to figure everything out. I couldn't perform live, which was kind of half of what I was doing at the time and uh, figuring out how to survive as a musician in the kind of new world that we were seeing. So at first it was tough, but over the last year, I've really figured out um, some cool ways to collaborate with people, cool ways to make music. And I've been... I can honestly say that I'm so much happier than when the pandemic hit, uh, even before so. Like, I, I feel like I'm I ten times my uh, happiness, so it feels really good. And uh, to answer the second part of your question, uh, I really wanted to do this set break show because I don't know a single person in the music industry who doesn't struggle with their mental health. So it feels like the most important thing for us to talk about in the music industry. I mean, artists can be tortured souls, and I feel like they really need that um, that environment that loves and nurtures them. So I wanted to bring awareness to that. That's cool. And quite honestly, I was doing some homework on you a little bit while I was uh, listening to some of your music, and I I just kind of like um, locked down the freak time where I went <laughs> I went old school stuff. I went to the Spotify stuff. I went to some of the stuff on YouTube. Just kind of like all things the freak. And 
as I was doing my homework, I found out that you started pretty young when you were like really starting like around 14, 15, 16. And yeah. I'm very curious, where did the your persona, Le Freak, come from? What was the origin story? Because I've kind of seen Leah in mm -hmm. past interviews and stuff I read. And Le Freak is a totally different person. It's like two sides of the same coin. So I'm very yeah. curious. What's the origin story of Le Freak? Um, well, Le Freak started in New York. And I was going out to all these clubs. I was partying a lot. And I was really into this kind of darker... Um, sexier scene and I just really really liked that vibe and I thought um it could really resonate with the right people and the music that I was wanting to make was a lot darker a lot more um a lot grittier and uh so I changed the name to La Freak and uh I just felt like I kind of wanted this persona to perform under because I am a huge fan of Prince, David Bowie, Madonna, all these people, Lady Gaga, that have this kind of um, overarching kind of caricature that they can perform through. So I wanted that um, kind of funnel for myself instead of just being like Leah, the girl that like sings and plays guitar in the corner, you know, like a yeah. bigger thing. But because there is such a difference of that because there are, well, obviously audio and video of you more like Leah, I'm separating the two. You're the same person, I think. <laughs> but um, I'm separating the two because, like, Liz is kind of like everyday people who just so happen to play guitar. Meanwhile, yeah. the freak, and I was watching some uh, just, just stuff online where people took a picture of your show, and it's such a visual style. I'm very... I'm not exactly sure how to kind of how to convey it without actually see it. It's sort of it's very playful. It's shocking, mm. a tad bit confusing, and <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest. That little that level of performance art was that you shooting for it? Was that like I need to get out of my comfort zone? So um, you're coming with me? Yeah. Honestly, it was a little bit of everything. I wanted to I wanted to break out of that kind of singer-songwriter lane. And when I was growing up, everybody pegged me as that kind of Nora Jones. And I love Nora Jones, but I wanted to be more like a Madonna. And I wanted to be kind of like this performer that um, has visual aspects. And you never know what she's going to come out with next. And I wanted that uh, persona essentially and well Leah that's kind of what I was getting at um because if you and if I'm at any time if I'm wrong about this just say no you're totally wrong like when listen to your music there's elements of soul jazz pop sort of dark pop but it's pop nonetheless it's here's how I put it like this and I and I assume you know what they say about assuming but I assume these are influences. It's like if Nick Cave and Sade had a love child and let Grace <laughs> Jones babysit. Like, I love that's that. you. <laughs> are those accurate? Are those good influences? How are we going that's with that? That's amazing. I'm absolutely obsessed with all three of those people. Um, I actually saw Nick Cave perform live at the Atlantic Barclays the, the day that my, my last EP came out, and it was like a spiritual experience. It was like the coolest show that I'd ever seen. So I really uh, think of him super highly and obviously also Sade and 
Grace Jones are idols of mine. So it's yeah. very accurate. I've seen, uh, thanks. Uh, you see, I just kind of like <laughs> mash those together, put them in a blender from what I've seen because a lot of the stuff um, that I'm, it's like, and I'm only referencing him because I just named him, but like Nick Cave is a guy in concert. Before he opens his mouth and says anything, he it's almost like a sign that says, not only am I cooler than you, at mm. any given time tonight, I could come off this stage and punch you in the face and leave, and no one's going to do anything. In fact, they're going to applaud it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I get, because when I watch you live, there is... Watching you live and hearing you are two very different things. And watching you live, there's a lot of theatrics. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot going on. Just, just case in point, there's a lot going on. But in my, and granted, this may have been a clip. This may have been whatever. It almost seemed as though it doesn't matter. It could have been mm -hmm. 48 million people in an arena or four. That mm. same energy is coming out, and you just better, you know, you just better be ready for it. So, I'm curious, do you adjust yourself, depending on the people, or is it just, this is what we said we were going to do, we're going to do this? Nope, I, if I'm performing, like you said, to four people, I'm performing to an arena in my brain, you know? And I, I that's always kind of how it's been for me. I grew up a theater kid, and that's kind of where La Freak came from as well. I when I was in high school, I did a performance of a show called Cabaret, hey. and uh, I played a character called the MC, who kind of leads people through the whole play and is this kind of trickster, dark, mysterious kind of character. And he's a man traditionally in the in the performance, and I felt like when I was able to play that role, it was like kind of this cool gender bending mysterious freaky experience and i wanted to kind of bring that to um the performance so whether it's three people four people or you know four thousand it's going to be the same i didn't know that and this is not one of my questions so i'm just going to kind of shoehorn this one in there but it takes yeah. one to know one i'm a bit of a theater nerd myself okay and off the top of the dome, there's no wrong answers. You could change your mind tomorrow. If you had to hold someone by the hand and take them to three, count them three Broadway performances where you're just like, this is what I like, this is what it is, deal with it. What's your three? Oh, man, as corny as it sounds, my first ever musical theater love was Phantom of the Opera. Uh, yep, here I too, yep. That one. And, you know, the chandelier falling at the beginning of the first act gives makes me cry every time. So that one, number one. Number two would probably be, I loved Kinky Boots, and I just love everybody in that performance. Um, and if I could, I would probably, the third one, take them to see uh, Cabaret with Alan Cumming on Broadway, which I got to see a couple, of, probably five or six years ago, and it was just so, so incredible. Okay, you took one of my obviously phantom. It is it's hacky for a reason. Yeah. So it, I mean it is. It it really is. Now, here's where it gets I get a little I'm gonna take Phantom off the table. I'm gonna take Phantom off the table because you okay. already used that. A number one with a bullet, you gotta see Miss I Guy. You know, I've never seen that. Okay. I Do it. I don't know what streaming service you got. It's probably on one. I'm 
so sure of it. Um, check it out. There has to be one by now. Um, yeah. Not, not the movie. There is a movie. I'm talking about the actual the recording of the show. Go check okay. that out. I probably influenced three new songs. Um, <laughs> um, okay, you got to see The Lion King. I know we're all great. kids at heart. You, you just plain got to see it. And this is my tie-in to you a little bit because I would think this would have been in your top three. Theater note, no theater note. Let ah, if I could talk today, Let Miserable. I wouldn't Le have. I really Great. thought. I was like, okay, is Lafrig the French connections there? She's totally going to name that. Yeah, um, but, I mean, it's so, they're all so good, you know. Okay, homework assignment. Gotta watch Miss Saigon. But um, <laughs> now that we got that, now back to my regular scheduled questions. Um, now seeing you is one thing, but hearing you is a totally different beast. Because if I close my eyes, I'm not... I'm kind of... The theater aspect of it is taken away from these lyrics that are so personal. Like, mm. like, like really super personal. There are a diary. There's... Let me guess. You took poetry in high school. Just, just tossing it out there. I did, and I most of my songs start with poetry. <laughs> okay, but I'm, it's not a knock. I'm not knocking you, but there's such raw emotion with that, where you explore themes like darkness, mystery, sexuality, just coming out of your own skin and digging. And if you dig even deeper, if you you hear these very clever, very educational lyrics, now. I'm curious, how do you convey that to an audience who may just be looking like, um, because your live show has this vibe of, man, you're going to see some wild shit. And then, yeah. and then they're just like, and then you say like something super educational, but you're just taking out your feelings where it's just like, yeah, it got deep real quick. So how do you balance those two worlds? Um... I don't know. Honestly, I just do what's in my soul in that moment because I've been performing since I was four and I feel like I've done it enough to where I can just kind of get on the stage and feel like the, the moment takes me where it needs to go. Um, but it is, you know, it's very personal and I feel like hopefully the people that are at the show already have a, a maybe a preconceived view of the songs and that's what they want to hear so they're coming to kind of connect with that that uh, those lyrics and that uh, emotion okay all right because there's a lot of emotion it's like <laughs> a lot but speaking of that there are emotions and there are um positive ones and in past interviews i want to quote you right and right. again if i'm wrong just tell me i'm wrong it's a, you have said, as an ally of everyone on the spectrum of gender, sexuality, bullies, races, and sexes are not allowed in LaFreak's kingdom. Mm -hmm. Along with that, we have seen you do the work with, obviously, the show we're talking about, Set Break. We've seen you do other works with other charities, your own. I mean, your own foundation, your own work. I mean, what is exactly when you... And one thing that you have straight up said, I do not like bullies, period, point blank. Mm -hmm. So, 
LaFreak's Kingdom, where did that, what does it look like? Because I'm so sure there's drawings of it somewhere. What does it look <laughs> like? Where is it in your mind? And what did you, your spirit of inclusiveness, who did you want, was that specific or was that something in your life? Or please give me just a breakdown of all of that. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the word freak for me really came about um, after being bullied in high school. And I was very isolated in high school. I went to a small art school in Phoenix, Arizona, and I felt like I really didn't have that many friends. And I wanted to relate that word to anybody who had ever felt that way, whether it was somebody who's gay, trans, bi, whatever they feel or whatever they identify as queer. I wanted them to feel like they belonged in that kind of umbrella of being a freak and not using it as a bad term, but kind of owning it and subverting that word and going, yeah, I'm a freak of nature. I'm a freak. Like that, that's what makes me special, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so for me, that's kind of what the kingdom represents and, and just being super tolerant of other people and their beliefs and their, who they want to love, who they want to be, as long as it's not hurting anybody, that's totally okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah, everyone celebrates their differences, and I got to do this, Leah. Um, leave it up to me to hear something that profound and follow it up with something super, super juvenile. Uh. I, I I apologize, I don't mean to offend, but um, it takes a nerd to know a nerd. Growing up, just if you haven't, we're kind of towards the tail end of a pandemic, but you can knock some of this out. You ever read X-Men comics? I jump. haven't, but I've seen pages of it. Okay. Or the or the show. or You could just jump the book and just go straight to the show. The yeah. reason I talked about that is because there was a lot of people. Okay. The, the overarching theme of X-Men is discrimination. We have powers. We are superheroes. Some people are just born looking different. They don't want to save the world. They just shoot blast out of their eyes. I can't explain it. I just want to live my life. Yeah. But the whole thing is is bringing people together so we could live together. And quite honestly, when you say a freak, freak was a bad name mm -hmm. for them. It, because freak just pretty means you're not normal. Mm -hmm. And then there's the big thing about, yeah, we're superior because we know what we have. And we're, we own it and we're better. Now, you mm -hmm. can take that for a metaphor for anything you want. Yeah. But I was, you know, it's shot in the dark. I was just like, all right, I nailed it with the, I nailed it with poetry in high school, nailed it with the theater nerd thing. Let's yep. go for three. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, so maybe I have to read some X-Men now. All right. Or, <laughs> or you could watch the series. I think it's like on Disney Plus or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. But here's this part of the podcast where I just like to ask questions. This is the section I like to call Things I Read on the Internet. Okay. Now, this is up to you to confirm and deny if this is true, that this happened, is there a story, whatever, okay? Okay, <laughs> love it. Things I read on the internet, number one, as a child, you sung with the pop group ABBA. I did, Seriously. I did. There, there has to be a story to that, please, go ahead. I was, I think, five or six years old. 
and I sang with them in my hometown of Phoenix, Arizona. They were on tour and they wanted a choir of children to back them up for several songs. So I, uh, <laughs> I sang with ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. It was special. Um, now this, I kind of knew, but it's like a two part question. Your single, I've Become a Thief, was used in the trailer of the show Riverdale. Comic yeah. nerd, obviously, I am legally obligated to watch Riverdale. <laughs> How does that feel being associated with the show? Or did you read Riverdale? Or excuse me, Archie Comics? Or Archie. did you watch the show? Um, I have to say I was obsessed with Archie when I was growing up. But I've never seen the show. Um, so it was super cool. Cause I've heard that it's kind of like a dark spinoff on Archie and Veronica yes, and, it is. and all those people. Um, but you know, I had tons of people coming to my page after that and, and saying, you know, Archie and Betty and Veronica brought me here. And it was kind of cool to see people's love for the show and how that transcended into the music that was on it and coming to my page and stuff. It was oh. a fun experience. Okay. Things I read on the internet again. As a budding young performer, your feet, your baby toe was just in the water of entertainment. Uh -huh. You had a private show for Muhammad Ali. I did. How? Yes. <laughs> okay. um, I knew that was a lie. I knew that was a lie when I read it. I'm sorry. But go, go ahead, please. Um, a family friend knew him. Actually, his name is Nick Lowry. He's a football player. And he introduced us. They were having a private party, and they, they had me come and sing and play for Muhammad. And um, at that point, he couldn't speak, but um, he was clapping, and it was incredible. I got to have dinner with him and sit with him, and it was really amazing. Well, my next question uh, okay, when you're performing <laughs> for the greatest of all times, you have shared the stage with Jacob Dylan, NDRE, um, just you've had such an interesting journey mm. thus far. I'm very curious, are there any other stories throughout your musical career where it was so crazy, so like, I like to call those the... I'm not supposed to be here moment when you like, wait, if I wrote this down on paper and I thought the Muhammad Ali story was this, no one <laughs> would believe me. Do you wow, have I, another one of those? Or like, I feel like the Muhammad Ali one fits that pretty well, but I, I had another one like that a couple of years later where I performed at um, Jane Seymour's open heart foundation event in California. And Dr. Quinn, Jane Seymour. <laughs> oh Yeah. That would be amazing. Um, but she, that's where I met India Ari. That's where I met Jacob Dylan. I ended up meeting um, the guy that played Elaine's boss on Seinfeld. I forgot his name. Um, Peterman! Jay Peterman! <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I only know character names. I, I'm trying to remember his real name. John yeah. something. He was amazing. Yeah. And um, I met a ton of other people that loved that night. I met Robin Wright, who um, is on Good Morning Good America. Morning, yeah. And um, I was surrounded by all these. Oh, and then that night, I'm a huge fan of Beck. And I got to meet him and take a picture with him, which 
was very affirming and he watched me perform and he came up to me after the show and said, never stop, which was really, really cool. So I felt like I was looking around at all these people like, wow, I'm here right now. This is wild. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, um, all right, we're done with the things I read on the internet section, but I, I will say this. <laughs> They're all true. All t- wow, I know. Um, <laughs> one thing I like about you, Leah, and I want to say this, and I mean the utmost respect for this because I'm going to have to explain this a little bit. Okay. Your, in your career, in a weird way, was one of those few things COVID got right. <laughs> because, and I, and I can only speak for myself in this. I learned about you during quarantine. Like, mm. your music is on the soundtrack of a lot of stuff I was watching, like Dating Around, Good Trouble, we talked about Riverdale, FBI. You were in the commercial. You're the voice of the voice. Yep. <laughs> and uh, just to name a few, dude, if I, after this interview, if I'm watching Jeopardy and you're hosting, we're coming back on the Zoom. Yeah, so, I'll come right back. I'm curious, are there others who found you that way in the middle of lockdown? Or is like, no, I know that voice. Where do I know this from? And then you kind of stumble on you. Like, I'm one of those yeah. nerds that reads the credits. They're like, oh, Me okay. Too. Yeah. Me too. And I, re- I watch shows with the subtitles on, so I can usually see what the name of the artist is on mm-hmm. the song and stuff like that. But yeah, I actually, um, my re- my most recent placement was on a show called Who Killed Sarah on Netflix. And it's number, it was number two trending the last week. Um, so I've had many people reach out to me because of that. And they're like, your voice sounds so familiar. I finally found you or whatever, you know, so it's kind yeah. of funny. But it's been, it's been cool to have so many people reach out through things that they found because inevitably their connection to that show or that movie makes them love the music even more. So it's kind of a cool tie. Okay. And it yeah. works. It totally works. Now, yeah. one thing, I, I, I love doing this. We're getting towards the end here. I got a few, two more questions, actually. But you started off young, and there's a few people watching us right now, listening to us right now. I'm very curious, out of your crazy way of how things kind of happen for you what advice would you give someone that's an aspiring singer or songwriter who just like i want to host i want to have my music on a comic strip from the 50s and uh, (laughs) like what advice would you give that young budding performer the one thing that i would say that i really have had to learn myself and i'm still learning is consistency it doesn't matter if you have never done it before if you do it every single day for a year there will be improvement and you sometimes it's hard to see because they're baby steps but for me um it takes a lot for me to sit down and write a song because like you were saying they're very emotional and it usually pulls from a deep place so i'll sit down one day and write a song and then it'll take me three weeks to sit down again but i've realized if you sit down every single day and you exercise that creative muscle there's no telling where you'll be in a matter of time. So that's what I would say to, to younger people who want to pursue it. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And I have to ask this question. It's such a hack question, but I want people to be in touch with you. What's next for your career? What are some of the most interesting projects that work you're working on that you could talk about right now if you can? 
Please, go yeah. ahead. There's a lot happening this year, which I'm really excited about. Um, I have a single coming out in about three weeks with a friend of mine, Colin Smith. It's a duet. Um, so that's going to be the first release. And then the month after, I have another duet coming out with um, a band friend of mine. Their name is Cool Company. And then the first single from my personal Le Freak music comes in June. And then there will be a single every month after that for three months. So there's going to be a lot, lot happening. Okay. And I'm excited. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing it. Um, this has been a joy. I got to say, while we wrap this up or do production, can we play a couple of your songs? Absolutely. Uh, so, okay, thank you. We always ask because, you know, <laughs> um, the Baidu model. You're artists and you're sensitive about your shit. We get it. We understand. <laughs> yes, I love Baidu. So I thank you one more time. But before we get out of here, uh, Liv, please, one more time, super plug, all things La Freak. We know you're going to see you at um, Backline set break in a few days, April 10th. But please, give the super plug everything La Freak. Please, go ahead. Thank you. Yeah, if you want to check out my most recent song, it's called Make Me Move. Um, it's on Spotify, Apple Music. And if you want to find me online, you can find me everywhere at Lafreak, L-F-R-E-A-Q. And thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for showing up and just giving us a little bit of your time. Learning the origin stories of Lafreak. <laughs> yeah. And um, now I got a new Broadway buddy. So that, that, that yeah. works for me. Love it. All right. Have a good one. I'll you talk too. to you soon. Bye. Bye. You got me picking up my teeth, baby. Please, baby, this doesn't feel like a dream, baby. And all the exit signs look strange. My pain has got me begging for a change. You got me picking up my teeth, baby. Feel crazy
And that was Fleshy Gray by my guest, LaFreak. If if she lets you, she can call Leah. But right now, she's LaFreak. Man, that was a great interview. I thank her so much for just giving us a moment at your time of her time. I'm sorry. I can't talk. I'm so excited right now. But either way, if you want to see a LaFreak show live, check her out on April 10th. Backline will be hosting Set Break on the Relics channel exclusively on Twitch. Catch her. Thank me later. She's awesome. Um, Along with that. I want to say there's just such a joy to have her on this and I got to pay one more bills. I have to, I have to do this This is a sponsor. Um, before we check out, I want you guys to know that the internet was made for a lot of things. And one of those things are shopping. You're, who are we kidding? You're going to shop on the internet, but if you're going to shop on the internet, I need you to do one thing for me. Go to samshownation.com and click the honey link. Oh, you can save some money by going to samshownation.com and clicking that honey. By clicking that honey, the honey link gives you a add-on to your search bar. And what that does is when you're online shopping over... 40,000 different retailers. When you get to that promo code, you click the honey button and honey searches the vastness of the internet. And by doing that, it finds the promo code for you to save some money. So go to samshownation.com and it don't cost you a dime. Does not cost you one thing. In fact, it's going to save you some money. So please go to samshownation.com, click that honey link and please save yourself some money on some online shopping. Alright, that's enough of my plugs today. Again, check out my buddy LaFreak, all things LaFreak on social media. Speaking of buddies, I had guests over today, so I'm gonna be nice. If you're in the podcast mood, if you like it here in a good podcast, you can check out our buddies at the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. Now, be nice to them this time because we had company over, but you better believe. Either way, either way, check them out. Great podcast. I put my name on it. Great dudes. And also, Maybe check out my other buddy, Mark, from My Worst Holiday, the My Worst Holiday podcast. Maybe you're a storytelling podcast. This whole thing is about telling stories. Um, throughout his catalog, I've shown up over there a few times, told some crazy stories about myself. So please check him out as well. Well, that's pretty much what I got this week. All things related to the Just Talk with Sam podcast can be found at our website at samshownation.com. Yes, samshownation.com, your home for everything related to the Just Talk with Sam podcast. I can be found all over the internet at Just Talk With Sam. No G in talking. Just Talk With Sam at uh, IG. Just Talk With Sam on Facebook. Just Talk With Sam. No G in talking at um, gmail.com for your questions, queries, comments, all things in the middle. Or you can talk to me personally, Sam Show 11 on the Twitter. And I'm going to close this out. Uh, we talked about it a little bit with LaFreak. The, the well she's making new stuff but the newest one is called make me move we're closing out this podcast with la freaks make me move if you love what you hear today check her out at on twitch april 10th please this is a free free event and it's called Set Break it's on the relics channel and it's exclusively on twitch it's april 10th Check her out. Thank me later. Here is Make Me Move by LaFreak, and I will see you guys next week.
Peace out. Girl. 